anyway, Jeff, man, how was the uh, how's the weekend going? Memorial weekend underway, and uh, feeling very patriotic. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. Uh, went outside and did something for the first time in feels like fucking years. Yeah, you and the rest of the country, my friend. What, what yeah. were you guys? Uh, what did you and Melissa do? I mean, we uh, we went over to the park and just had a little picnic. You know, and that sounds simple enough, but man, it was it was pretty amazing just to be outside without a mask. I mean, we were far enough away from people that we didn't have to wear a mask. But like, weather was nice, people were around, and I don't know. It's like, I feel like the feeling that I'm feeling right now is similar to probably what the market's feeling. Like, especially yeah. after this weekend, people are starting to come out. Things are okay. We're testing the waters, you know, and I think that's kind of where the optimism is coming uh, right now. Yeah, absolutely. That and the fact that, I mean, what, May in Chicago, you're finally, chances are pretty confident that you're not going to see a blizzard at this point in the in the year. And yeah. Chicago just turns into uh, – and just it turns – I don't even know. It's like an abusive girlfriend. You know, like just when you're about to leave her, when you're like, you've got a million reasons why she's nasty, she's cold, she's mean. And then right when you're about to leave her, she just flips on this beautiful switch. Yeah. Like no yeah. seasons, no gradual progression. It just goes pure cold shittiness to 100% the greatest woman you've ever been with. And why would you leave? And then she does that for about three months. <laughs> hooks you in and then she snaps her fingers and she turns brutally cold again yeah yeah i hear that um so yeah i mean i'm I same way like you know we uh we grilled out a little bit i've uh, been working a lot i mean obviously you and i both trying to get this pot off the ground but um easy to find time in new york that's just beautiful uh it, weather was pretty good most of the weekend um I had a, you know, Memorial Day is always one of those funny days because uh, the concept, you find yourself saying like happy Memorial Day mm -hmm. and, you know, it is supposed to be this kind of somber day. I think they should pick a, a shittier time in the year to, <laughs> to celebrate. Yeah. And I, I do that with the utmost respect because, you know, I, a few friends of mine commented about it and Lizzie brought it up and, it was one thing that I didn't even think about as I was doing it, but it's supposed to be this time of remembrance for those who've died uh, serving the country. And I walk around saying happy Memorial day, which I don't think is a big deal. You know, like to yeah. say happy Memorial day is not what the issue is. It's the fact that you take time to remember, but when you've been caught up inside this whole time and it's <laughs> beautiful weather, it's spring. Yeah. People are like, all right, you get the day off, but, as you're running out the door, they're like, remember, it's to remember the veterans who died. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're out. And yeah. Life yeah. Is good. So, uh, but there was, there was a decent amount of flags flying, people out celebrating. Mm. Um, but the quarantine is loose. It is out in the open. I think that's, that's the other takeaway is that uh, um, this country is blessed with, people have fought and sacrificed and we have such a great country. And also we hate to be stuck indoors and we are no longer going. I mean, I, I assume you've seen all those videos. Like did you, you saw the videos of uh, um, what's the lake in the lakes. Oh, Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. And then our hometown people out and about like mm -hmm. crazy. There's just footage everywhere of bars i mean if you were if you were afraid this kind of plays into our retail theme um which i think is finally starting to maybe get some legs but if you were of concern that people wouldn't go back out i think you can quash that fear yeah yeah if you were afraid that people might go out and re-get sick you are heightened. Like you, you are probably the, the victor in all of this, you know? Yeah. Um, just insanity as far as people going outdoors, 
being social, all that stuff. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to ha- see what happens in about two weeks. So, like I've been reading a few articles, and you know, there's like kind of the more pessimistic articles that say like, oh, in 13 states, coronavirus cases continue to rise, right? right. And I, I I can't remember if Illinois is one of them or not, but yeah, I mean, like we still have rising cases, and so that's one factor. But I think the other article, the more optimistic articles, read no spikes seen so it's like we're still following that kind of trajectory but as we start to reopen we're not seeing the spikes that we would expect uh you know if there's all of a sudden this huge change which is ultimately like people going back out right and yeah and do you think so i mean theoretically after this crazy weekend of like let's let's take lake of the ozarks for example because i think that video was the wildest to me where people no regard for Mm -hmm social distancing whatsoever right Mm -hmm. but so we should probably see cases increase about five days from now right yeah it's like five days to two weeks i would say is like the normal incubation period and you know and the thing is like we we really don't have that good of data of like you know how many of us are immune to it at this point i think there's like there's a pretty i mean I didn't read it pre- that in depth, but there's a kind of a precursory survey in New York that suggested that there was already one in five people that are immune to it, you know, and that, and that kind of starts to play into that herd immunity. Okay. Kind of saying like enough people have been exposed to it to say that like, we're already starting to kind of build our own antibodies against this. Like we're vaccinating ourselves. Right. So herd immunity, I mean, because I don't really know, first of all, that could be another name for this podcast is, I didn't really read that too much into it. Uh, yeah. So I love that. I love that. But you definitely would know more than me. Um, and, I, you know, we've both kind of looked into this subject a little bit. But so herd immunity would, would basically be that idea that maybe we've had more exposure to this for longer periods than we thought. People, because right. the only way to get some sort of immunity to it is to get the actual virus, right? And get antibodies and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So the idea would be we more people have it than we originally thought. Right. Didn't affect them that much. That they didn't have to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that there's a buildup. And that that is the thing, because as of right now, we'll talk about this a little bit later and maybe we maybe we should talk about it right now, but it, it definitely in, in, impacts from an investment standpoint. If you're looking to get into the market and, and buy into retail, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm cruise ships anything like that there's this big idea of like how much do you let the market run because you're you're seeing the positive impacts today everybody found out the 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 u.s economy is not afraid of coronavirus as much Mm -hmm. as we thought they're ready to be released but you have this fear of like nobody knows yet how much immunity is built in already you know what's the spikes going to look all that stuff are we going to end up having to re-quarantine or something like that? That's the worst case scenario, right? Right, right. And so <clears throat> we should be seeing the spikes right now. I mean, can is coronavirus something you think we can live with at low levels? and Or is it only a peak and spike thing until you get herd immunity? Does yeah. I mean, like, I'm not an infectious disease doctor, yes. but... Um, but I mean, this is my thought, right? Is so like every year we get a different strain of something. So with the flu, that's why we need to get vaccinated every single year because it mutates just enough to like reinfect people and severely enough that they get really sick. So that's why we have a flu virus, you know, unlike mumps, rubella, um, polio and all those things, they don't, they don't mutate to the point where we need to continue to get vaccinated. But the ones that are really high, highly transmissible, that are seasonal, that like come and go, kind of like flu, coronavirus, and all that stuff, those things change enough season to season that we need new vaccines. And so, I mean, with the seasonality of coronavirus and the fact that we get it so frequently, like it can really play one of two ways. Like if it, I mean, here's the thing is like everyone, like there's always a round of coronavirus every year. And it just so happens that this round was like especially virulent, especially like high mortality rates, you know, it's just a bad one. 
So, I mean, I think the question is, can this thing mutate to something more deadly next year? And, or are we going to have a vaccine for it? Because right. I mean, really best case scenario is this thing runs its course and we don't have to worry about it. Right. You know, like we, we've never vaccinated for the common cold. And I, I mean, that may be minimizing what the coronavirus is, but yeah, I mean, the best case scenario would be we get herd immunity. We don't have to worry about it. And next year is just a thing of the past. Worst case scenario, it gets much worse. And we were forced to have a vaccine that we're still kind of chasing after at this point. Right. So that really, that really comes into, so there is no vaccine for the common cold. People still get the cold. Right. But because, so some people still die from the cold. So, right. Mm -hmm. So, so so I guess, okay. So the cold is basically, is, is this a a new strand of cold? It's obviously going to be worse than the cold, right? Right. I mean, there's theories some say that like the cold helps to incubate the virus in your what we call the nasopharynx kind of the space between your nose and your mouth like the cold is supposed to help uh lessen your body's immune response to that and i mean that's why we at least that's why i learned in med school mm-hmm. that's kind of why we think it comes and goes with the cold oh i see cold weather that is yeah so okay yeah i mean the coronavirus historically has caused like 70% of colds, you know, but it just hasn't been this deadly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, I mean, so what basically what you can see there, and I guess we'll just cover a little bit of what, I mean, this plays so well into, you know, that the, the retail story. One of the things that we wanted to talk about today, it's like, do you wait for a vaccine? Can you invest in retail or are these gains just temporary until we know for a fact either a vaccine comes along or mm-hmm. you've got herd immunity? And you can see why retail has been so slow to mm-hmm. rally back because of just what you said. We're either waiting for uh, herd immunity, find out we have herd immunity, or we're really waiting for a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And the market doesn't know, I think, is, is, right. the, is the thing. And so that's why you're seeing such a slow replay because otherwise, if we had that kind of confirmation, we know people are eventually going to go back to eating at restaurants and and doing that sort of thing. Um, So maybe, maybe that's, uh, we we can talk more about that. Um, But regardless, overall, I think it's safe to say that um, the market saw yesterday and this weekend as a positive. I mean, we are, we are screaming today. Yeah. And it's funny, I mean, you and I are, you know, to say screaming, I mean, market's up 2%, you know, nothing absolutely insane. But I think given the way our portfolios are structured, it was, it's a big, it's a big jump for us because we've got a lot of high beta, that sort of thing in, in the portfolio. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and I, I think before we jump into that, it'd be it'd probably just be a good idea to make sure everyone knows that, you know, we're not professional investors. This is not advice it by any means. Right. So this, uh, the premise of this podcast is we lose money so that you don't have to. Right. Exactly. Just so you, you know, there's, there's entertainment in this. There's, this is group therapy, right? This is, this is us all getting around and saying how bad we got our asses served to us. And, uh, there's community in that. So we're just trying to build a community for all of the makeshift investors out there who are us as well. You know, yeah. we don't claim to be anything. We don't claim to know anything. Uh, we're just here to entertain. So yeah. I think, I think that's a, that's a great segue. Thanks for that. So on that note, I mean, portfolios are up today, my friend, portfolios yeah. are uh, up today. How much, how much are you up today? Uh, so, I'm up right now. I mean, we're moving upwards now. Uh, S&P is now close to 2%. Yeah. I think at its midpoint today, the lowest it's been is probably 1.5%. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am up. Where is my, that stupid number? Daily gate. Dude, I'm up two grand today. Two grand? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, what percent is that for you? Uh, it is 15%. 15. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, All right. I, I'm up, I'm up $400 and that's about 10% for me. 
Yeah. So, uh, and we, we can go into why I, there's such an imbalance there. Yeah. Um, because you and I have been very much on the same plane for most of this uh, investment cycle um, for the three or four months that we've been really doing this. Um, but, you know, obviously almost all of my gains are coming from SE, which yeah. we're going to talk about. Um, also, you know, we both reduced our exposure a little bit after getting burnt and we'll have to dive into that at some point on, uh, going to cash. I've since depleted my cash down to about 2000. So that I was, but I had about eight grand in cash, which is maybe half of my investment portfolio. And, uh, I've kind of narrowed that down to about two grand. So that's my cash update. Jeff, you were sitting in a lot of cash and I think you still are to some degree, right? I still am I, out of $5,000. I'm still 1200 in cash. Yeah. Um, and we both have been up to about $20,000 invested or I forget what you were, but we've had a lot of money invested and we both pulled that off to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Um, so, but m most of my money, again, that I've put money into has been mm -hmm. in, of that 8,000 that was in cash. A lot of it went into SE or yeah. SE options, which has just been, I mean, in to anybody, again, why this is show is not about investment advice is because nothing that we're doing is from a rational investor standpoint. It's mm -hmm. pu purely from euphoric and I'm the biggest sufferer of that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, dude, those, I've got two grand, I think at the beginning of today, mm -hmm. yesterday I, or on Friday, I put in an impulse. I had $500 invested in SE options. And that had a big day on Friday and was up probably 40%. I then bought a little bit of SC of a June 19, $85 call in SE on, uh, so a little bit further out my SE option that I bought one, uh, uh, I had about $250 in was the June 12th, $80 call. Um, and now I'm in the, June 19th, $85 call. And I put in at the beginning of Friday, I put in a grand in that, which was a lot for me. I mean, especially if you think about the volatility of SE. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the day, it had gone up so much, I put another grand in. What? Yeah. Holy shit. So what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your percentage return today? Uh, <laughs> My percentage return today is 60% on the SE June options, the June 19th options. And the total percentage, total gain I've had on that is 85%. Holy shit. So I've made $1,300, $1,400 today and $1,700 total gain. And that gets into two segments that we wanted to talk about today, which is one, what the fuck do we do with, how do we realize gains? Because this is the thing that I think I am the worst at because I think there's the, the question of, are we traders or are we, we long-term investors? Are we like, and I think we're, you and I are probably in neither. We're two idiots doing this. I get that, you know, the chat boxes are blowing up uh, with our moronic moves, but <laughs> I think we're, I think we're in, more of the trader aspect. So at some point you should be realizing and taking gains off the, off the exactly. table. Right. Um, because I've never, and we're so rarely in the gain side of things, you mm -hmm. know, we're to, to this systematic level. I mean, we're across the board in gains right now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, do we take it off the table? It basically greed kicks in. The second, the second thing is what do we do with SE? Yeah. Like, is it we're, like, what is going on? Is this going to continue? I, for those who don't follow it, it's, it is basically, I know we've talked about it before on the pod, but it's basically a, I mean, Jeff, you know it better than me. It's Japanese or not Japanese. I think it's, uh, it's from Singapore. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. So 
it's, it's just a, it's an online gaming service similar to Steam here in the United States. It's in a, it's an area, it's in an area that maybe didn't have the biggest online gaming community like South Korea, China, Japan. Um, yeah, so it's, it's serving like Thailand, uh, Taiwan, and kind of Southeast Asian countries. And so it's, I mean, it's for sure, I think, an emerging market. Um, and I think really, I mean, again, just kind of reiterating, this company is still not making money, but this is, I think it's shown a lot of promise. And I think maybe there's a lot of hype behind it that's causing the stock to just continue to skyrocket. Yeah, and you know, we've talked about, I mean, there's been some real blips and bubble-like stocks that we've seen from over the last couple of months. Um, some of which we've jumped in. A lot of those are those pennies. I mean, this this has a two-year track record of just solid increase. I mean, I think Activision is the one that you compared it to here in the U.S. Steam, Steam. Oh, Steam, and and so oh, because this is more of a right. This is. It's less of a, it's more of a e-commerce platform than it is. I don't know why I always associate it with gaming for some reason, but it's, it's more of just like an e-commerce. So it's something that has a lot of, it's, it's actual viable market. It's, you're basically saying how, how much do you think this market's going to continue to grow and how much of that market do you think they're going to maintain um, market share in? Yep. And if you look at those companies, the U.S. versions of those companies, they've been screamers. You know, yeah. they've just, there's some justification to the growth if you're basing it off of U.S. comparisons. Yeah. Um, so that's why we, we kind of, I feel like you and I have yet to get out of it. And, you know, it's not one of the penny stocks that we've invested in that have seen right, right. crazy returns. Yeah, and, and the difficult thing is like, you know, and trying to find like a fair price valuation for this or, or like, you know, just trying to get a gauge of like when a good time would be to get out. Like, when do we think this thing is going to top out? Like, we don't have a lot of the markers of stocks that have been around for a long time. Like, because this is still having a negative EPS, like we don't have a PE ratio to say like, okay, this is forward looking, but we have like, it's above 40 or whatever, you know? Right. And a, lot, and a lot of the, like, there's no Morningstar report I can find on it. Like, like this company is still in debt, but all this is forward looking. So it's like, as of right now, it's all speculative. It's impossible for us to say like, okay, whenever it reaches a hundred, you know, this is probably a good time. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a real game. It's a crapshoot, you know, to some yeah. degree, but yeah. man, it is. And you know, one of the interesting things is I don't know how many times we've seen downward trends in the market where SE was up two or 3%. Yeah. Still. Yeah. It just keeps marching on. And if you look at the, I mean, if you look at the three year, the two year uh, growth of the stock, it looks like the uh, tulip bubble, you know, or Bitcoin or something like that. It's yeah. insane growth. But no, it's one of those companies, you'd, you'd say the same thing about Amazon, um, uh, Netflix, anything like that, just crazy growth and i think that that's, that's where so i think i'm i mean i don't know right now I, I think i might take because like i said i've got 1400 1600 1700 dollars yeah. built up yeah. in equity on this thing uh -huh. and so i might i don't know how much to take off i might just take that whole thing off today yeah i think so okay and um and then i'm just investing with the money I've made on that, you know? Yeah. What I mean, do I, don't, I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea. I, I, I don't know. Like the one way we could see it is like, you're playing closer, <clears throat> closer dated more in the money calls. Right. And so I right. think that's why you're seeing more volatility with what you're putting in. Like you could go with the strategy of continuing to do like a little bit more out of the money calls for the dated and maybe it would show, I mean, right. The two things with options that have that induce less volatility is further dated, right. And closer to the money. Right. And so, I mean, what you can do is you can kind of hedge yourself. You can get rid of some of the closer dated ones, like reduce that risk, date them a little bit further. And I don't know if you'd want to, you know, it's just kind of finding that balance. What I'm doing is I'm going longer dated, 
a little bit more out of the money. It's a little bit less volatile, right? There's a little bit of, there's a little bit less theta eating away at it. So if they do have a bad day, you'll have an opportunity to get out. Right. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, maybe you want, so what are your options at? What have they done? Um, because I'm obviously at shorter dated calls here. So, right. Yeah. So <clears throat> all mine are at, I only have two, but they're on for August 21st, but they are, they are priced at a hundred dollar call. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So okay. they get June, July and most of August to climb what like better part of 30 percent yeah yeah it's climbed 50 percent in the past month so right. yeah i mean the 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 struggle for me obviously will be just stomaching it seeing all these gains and not chickening out and yeah that's the hard part i mean and that's that kind of plays into the when do you take gains and mm -hmm. i mean that's just that's the behavioral aspect of it like right now I have the hardest time because I've made money and it's like, you know, the rational girlfriend is in the background saying, just take some money off the table, like take some money. But I'm like, Hey, compounding interest. If you can't make money off the money you made, but when you're trading like this, I think it makes a little bit of sense to keep the head down. If you can take some gains, but maybe reinvest that further out. Right. Right. I wonder what the SC calls. I'm going to look this up, but yeah, t tell me more about your strategy. Well, I mean, I think that was my strategy, and I think that's the difference between ours. <clears throat> I was actually going to bring up what I think may be another SC. Oh, now you know I'm interested in that. <clears throat> now this has been this has been on my radar for a little bit, and uh, <clears throat> I'm sure it's been on the radar of many of the people listing uh draft kings okay uh with online sports betting becoming a thing legal um it's i think this has a huge upside okay so it's been on a tear the last couple months <laughs> i guess uh, basically since quarantine it is absolutely crushed right I think, but right. So like the question is, is SE somewhat of a quarantine play, right? Like this is dependent on people staying indoors. This is dependent on people playing things online. Admittedly, this is, this is in a region that is really starting to see esports as like a way of life, like a way of revenue and stuff. So, I mean, there's some sustainability in that, but at the same time, like we can't deny the fact that I don't know, maybe when the quarantine's over, this may start to slow down or putter out. Right. DraftKings, though. DraftKings is starting to go on a premise that really hasn't been out there. And it really, I mean, yes, online, it, it has the moniker of online. So, like, that has some implications with the quarantine. But, you know, we've never had online sports betting that we're allowed to do. And... I mean, if, if the stock market's taught me anything as people fucking love to bet. Right. Right. And I think, I mean, truthfully, I think the thing that will start to drive, so I mean, DraftKings has been on tear. Like it's, it's up 38% in the past month. It's up 78% in the past three months. Um, the thing that I think will see, like just kick this thing into like fucking nitro drive is seeing sports come back. You know, and I mean, there's speculation that the NBA will start coming back without an audience. NFL will start to come back. Yep. I mean, it's not confirmed, but I think that's what's starting to drive this stuff up. Huge point. So I didn't even think of that. It's mm -hmm. gone up 174% since March. Gotta love this annotation feature. 174% um, since March mm -hmm. with no fucking sports bets mm -hmm. actually going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wonder what people are sports bet. If you are if you are listening to this and you are betting on sports, uh, please tell us what you're betting on. Tell us some of your big hitters. Yeah. And, uh, cause I'd love to know, like, what could they possibly, what's their revenue? What's generating their revenue right now? It's purely on speculation of what use will be after this. Yeah. I mean, whenever you look at their earnings per share, you know, they, they IPO'd last summer. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, they, they had an earnings, uh, 
earnings beat where they were expected to make negative 0.11 per share and they made negative 0.16. So again, a company that is not making money, uh, but again, it's just, it's one of those companies that have consistently shown growth. I think, I think America's behind it. Um, but yeah, I mean, really the only thing that I can think of that's still going on are MMA fights. Ah, yeah. <clears throat> that, that, and it's probably loaded. I mean, people are probably on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I wonder if, uh, I mean, if anybody's familiar with DraftKings, I really don't. I mean, I'd love to know what people are, how they're using it, what they're betting on, because uh, yeah. I really like that play. Yeah. So if you were if you were to go at it, what would you? What, what are you? What are you thinking about doing? Have you thought about it yet? You know, like I don't know. I, I I'm scared to say this, but I would say it's probably the same as SE. Like own a few shares, but like this may pick up the acceleration and kind of the momentum that SE ultimately has as of recent. Mm, yeah, 6% today. Dude, yeah. 6% today. I mean, and <clears throat> you would probably say that most of the momentum from today has been uh, – most of the momentum for today has been around anti-quarantine, right? Like the, the exit, the Brexit from quarantine. Right, right. Um, and it's still up 6%. Uh, so maybe maybe you own a few shares and then you're playing in the options game, do you think? I think so. I mean, like, I'm wary because almost every – other than SE, any time that we've come up with an idea on our <laughs> own, it's kind of – it's kind of business in the ass. Yeah, yeah, it's really coming to hit us in the ass, which <laughs> brings up – which is kind of brings up something I wanted to talk about, which is how the fuck are these options back in our portfolio? <laughs> like, how did we end up back here? Like, what the you you brought up you brought up John Najarian? Oh, uh, not John John Najarian. That that guy, that bearded ponytail motherfucker. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. That's probably on me. But you were. So for those who don't know, I mean, we've, because we haven't recorded all of these, but we have had a off and on unhealthy relationship with options. I mean, Jeff and I, we're down the 50% losses in our portfolios. It's come from a number of things. We're now bouncing back from that. I don't know where we're, we are totally. I don't know if we've decided that we want to go public with that information, but it's, it's been bad, bad losses and they've been on options. Granted, most of those options have been betting on puts on the way down. Yeah. Um, also leveraging, also margining. I mean, USO, I mean, you USO, you so hard. Uh, Buying puts on USA, that kind of thing. Calls on USA. Um, so we swore off options, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Multiple times. And now so much of our portfolio is made up. I mean, like, let me just go back and look this up. Like, I wonder what it is. It's, it's no, yeah. no, Sam, I, I remember how it went. It was, it was about two or three weeks ago. I said, okay, after we get out these AMLP options, I'm going to turn off my options. And uh, I swear to God, I got out of one minute, minute. It was it was within a couple of hours that you sent me. Hey, my buddy uh, follows this guy and makes good money. Oh God! <clears throat> absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, and now we own one, two, three. Or me. This is me owning one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine-ish, ten-ish, I'll say nine options, different options in a 20 security portfolio with, for me, given the amount that's in SE options, it is well over half my portfolio mm. in options again. And it's a thing, it's like, man, when you are winning, it's the best thing in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it is so awesome. 
And it's so hard to get out of because you're like, look what you did, you know, home, for instance, up 50% today. Yeah. I want, I wanted to point that out, by the way, like home is on a tear. It is a retail reopening play. Uh, it's up, I think what 13% this underlying stock is. Yeah. Um, as I usually do, I sold out a little bit too early. Mm-hmm. Missed out on about probably $15, $60 in unrealized gains. Um, I don't know. It's it's in the money right now. And you have about a month. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know what you're gonna do with it. I it may not be a bad idea to keep it. I thought I, I thought I would hold it yeah. uh, earlier. I, I I I was like I thought through it, but only because of the retail play. Yeah. And you know, comes to, come to Sam Shop and Save where I buy retail and I stay. I mean, I'm Mr. Retail. Yeah. I uh I, I love it. I, I think this is a, a pl- we've suffered through so much of it that <laughs> it's finally coming around. I'm not giving up on her yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so because of that home, for those who don't know, is the, um, is a furniture supplier and uh, I guess outfitter type thing. Um, we bought options on it, showed up on the Jerry and three at three. Um, laugh at us if you will, but, uh, that's where we do. We get our information from anybody. Oh my God, Sam! Hold on, DraftKings on a tear. I'm watching it too, buddy. It, what the fuck, dude? They hear they're listening to the pod, man. I know they must be right, guys. Not before we buy. Not before we buy. Oh my God! So, so this is something to take into account. We have very we influence. And <laughs> no one influences. They listen. They know. They buy. It's the yeah. I don't think you're going to get too mad about this. I bought 15 shares before this most recent tear. Oh, my God. Siri, remind me to kick Jeff in the nuts. <laughs> Setting a reminder. Yeah. Siri, don't forget, Jeff. I mean, that, Get out of quarantine. I am nut blasting you right in the dick. You <laughs> It is a classic, Jeff. It's only it's only a fifteen dollar gain. I I don't know. I was waiting to I was waiting for this uh, waiting for this moment to tell you. But I get it. I get it. You saved it for the pot. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um. Okay. God, I wish we were. Um, and now people are selling. I, I can't stop watching. Okay. <laughs> the uh. Okay. Options though. What do we think on? I mean, we're in this boat now, right? Like we're gambling options. on options. It's been on such a tear. Should I look it up? What the options market for? Uh, I don't know. I I think I think I'm just going to wait. You know, it's my usual play. Like even if I don't know, my logic is so irrational that I wait for a day to dip, even though it may be at a higher level than today. But I think I think there's some logic behind it because I think options are very much based off of the direction of it. So even if, even if the stock is going down, right, but it's still at an overall higher level than today, it still has the chance that the option may be lower. Yeah, but look at, why don't you just, just poke at, take a look at the option, the call options for DraftKings. <clears throat> There's some pretty cheap options out there for this thing. Like you could buy some near in the money calls right now for 60 for 100 or 60 bucks where, where are you looking though what date oh i'm the may 29th so okay let's go out to june yeah that's that's this friday right june yeah <clears throat> june um you'd be looking at 130 yeah 165 but those are for 32 33 uh, dollar strikes. I mean, you're you're pretty near the money at that point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could even do August twenty first for forty five dollars. You need you need a forty eight percent increase to break even. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty large, isn't it? That's pretty hefty, but I mean, this is a this is a company that in the past month has gone up 40 percent. It's true. 
I mean, it's the same, same kind of questions there. I guess it's it's figure out where do you where do you think your drivers are. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think you'll buy more shares? What's what's your play on DraftKings? I don't know. Like I, you know, so often I see I see these posts on Reddit and stuff about people that like bought it several several months ago and they just fucking held it. You know, and really the thing that like I'm looking at right now is a $45 call for November 20th at $350. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I would consider, I would, I would consider buying two, but maybe just not today. Cause yeah, it's pretty. I mean, dude, this thing is taking off. Yeah. Eight, nine percent. Dude, what is going on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to buy some right now, aren't you? Yeah. This is, this is even pretty hot for me. Normally, I am all about the euphoria. But on, on kind of on top of that, I mean, we've seen some uh, – Seen some growth in, in the retail space as well. Uh, CNK is up twelve percent. Um, anything you're selling out of today? I just I got rid of home, um, but that's it. Like again, my portfolio is four stocks big and three options big. Mm -hmm. You know, so my like. I don't know. There, there was a point where we were in, oh man, we were in Simon Properties, DIN, yeah. Bloomin, DRI, Cake, Cinemark. We're in all those. And it's just, for me, it was too hard to do. It was too hard to keep track of. Right. And, you know, and like looking at, and I think we're just kind of clumping all, all of them together because we don't have like a retail ETF or restaurant ETF. Right. But I mean, like, I'm sure that there's different financial drivers be behind, like, differences be behind, like, but, like, I just wasn't willing to put in the, put in the work. Right. Um, yeah, I'm still, you know, loaded up on a lot of that stuff. SIG, my baby, uh, the jewelry company owns K Jewelers, a number of other jewelers. Uh, up twelve or up five percent today. Um, I, I'm back into that big time, and I own two contracts, which somehow I have two options contracts. Twelve dollars strikes June twelfth is my expiration date. Sig is up five percent today. I'm down three percent, down seven percent total on the on the option. Yeah. Don't know how that works. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're coming up on the expiration date and $12 is about 15% out of the money. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit less. A little bit less. Also, NTNX, we talked about that today. The option there, I was up like 30% on the day and 30% on the option. Maybe not that. I think I was up fifty percent today, and then thirty percent on the option. It is now down nineteen percent, and oh. I'm only up two percent on it. So it should have sold there. Mm -hmm. um, my my exits for today are probably going to be just continuing to get out of the midstream gas play. I think I'm going to end up holding uh, Matador because it's just been on a tear, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to sell out of. Uh, Magellan and uh, EOG. I don't really, I mean, I know why we bought them to kind of take advantage of the midstream play and, you know, the volume growth, but I got to free up money for gambling on these options, you know? Yeah. And I don't really follow them that closely. So I think I'm selling out there. Um, and then I sold out of AMLP today. So oh, yeah. that's, that's a big step for me. Uh, you, know, you know what actually I'm going to sell out of right now? What? 
stuck in emerging markets. Emerging markets, really? <laughs> I have $750 tied up in it. So the, tell me a little bit about that. That was going to be our, our, that was a short trend to long-term investing, buying, mm-hmm. kind of reallocating the portfolio um, and starting to build out, you know, a, a well-balanced, diversified, low-cost portfolio that we've clearly are not ready for yet because... It's completely abandoned. Yeah, we're completely abandoning. Does any of that have to do with the China tension or what's kind of the thought? No, my thought was it's it's eating up maybe like a fifth of my total, oh no, a little bit less than a fifth of my total bank. And so, I mean, it'll free up my to lose somewhere else. Yeah, right. But I mean, now that now that we're kind of talking it over, like, I've kept like a like twelve hundred dollars on the sidelines, so might as well just put that money to work a little bit, you know? Yeah, but also at the same time, it's I mean, what are I wouldn't say that you have a lot of conviction behind the emerging markets play. Would would you, or maybe you do have more conviction in it versus, you know, the emerging developed like EFA or anything like that. I don't know. I pretty much spun a wheel and picked one. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, does any of the the China stuff that's going on, have you, do you have any concern there being in the emerging market space? I mean, I think we talked about, you know, mentioning that. We've we've gone back and forth on, you know, we're obviously no experts there, but there there's no shortage of information and uh, communications that the tensions there are picking up. Yeah. I think uh, I think I saw somewhere that there's something like 270 bills in, in the works in Congress mm-hmm. right now, all of which are geared towards punishing China for, you know, bad behavior, lack of transparency, all of those things. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, obviously the delisting. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's multiple things about that, right? So... The delisting would like the delisting is dependent on them getting their audits done within three years, right? Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I, I saw that too, um, be, because I, I you know, I don't know if I don't think you're in Alibaba or any of the. I'm not. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of people concerned with oh Portnoy. That's who's uh, been crushed by Baba lately. But there's a lot of people concerned with the delisting. Obviously, any of the mainland Chinese names that have been put on that list, uh, Baba is one of them. But the delisting, it takes something, it would take something like three years, right? Yeah. So that that is, if anything, it is a, at this point, it's a power move to try to force more transparency from China. Mm -hmm. Right. I think I think that's the case. Yeah, I think so too. So, um, you know, I mean, Baba's down six percent over the last three days. Um, looks like it, it's yeah. up today, but you know, something. So it definitely seems like tensions are getting worse. And for me, I'm, you know, I don't know enough about the mainland Chinese market to really be invested enough there. I'm a big buyer of China long-term from investment standpoint, but I think when Democrats and Republicans are agreeing on something Uh uh and they both seem to be agreeing on penalizing China for, you know, albeit maybe for different reasons, Democrats seem to be more, you know, for, um, you know, crimes against humanity. The Republicans seem to be more on because of the spread of COVID and mm. lack of transparency and all of those things. It definitely seems like these are going to get through. Kind of like infrastructure bill, all that stuff. We can talk about that. But like those things definitely seem to be coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And, you know, 
I don't think if, if I were to invest in China, it would be broad based and through kind of like a, an ETF, broad based ETF, something like that. But still. Yeah. I mean, I, so I read this article. So I think that brings up a good point is like, right. The, the bill passed. And I think that's why we're seeing a drop. You know, and obviously these companies' holdings are spread across multiple different markets, right? Not just the U.S., but I think the U.S.'s influence alone, just kind of having the New York Stock Exchange, is what's causing these companies to drive further down. But I think what's happening on the other end that maybe we're not seeing, that maybe we should consider while these stocks are going down, is that um, stock exchanges such as in Hong Kong even, are starting to list these companies that were threatening to delist. And of course, Hong Kong doesn't have good relations with mainland China or anything like that, but they see this as an opportunity for people to invest. And so they've actually like listed Alibaba. They've listed, I forget what the other ones that in this Washington Post article that I was reading, but it's like uh, uh, JD and NetEase, which I'm presuming are Chinese companies, are being listed on the Hong Kong exchange and that's actually starting to like loft up these stocks. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean like even though we're having a huge influence on it, if you, if you really think that China's a good play, I think we're starting, I think those Chinese companies are finding ways around it to continue to make profits. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like long-term I'm a big buyer, you mm. know, and I think if you're looking to invest long-term, yeah, then maybe that's, there's, what's the point of trying to time it too much, you know, just get in it and add to it as you go. But um, for us right now, I, I haven't tried to add anything and I'm, I think I'm staying away from Bobbin. Have you followed any of the, uh, the stimulus package or anything like that? Oh, I got my, I got my stim check finally in the fucking mail. Did you really? Yeah, I was, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to get it, so I'm pretty happy I got a stim check one. Yeah. All right, resident Jeff, well deserved. They underpay you anyway. <laughs> I told Melissa I was going straight to the stock market. She thought it hit me in the face. Oh uh, yeah, come on, put it in there. Tell her you'll double it. <laughs> that way she gets one, you get one. Yeah. Um. Oh fuck. Shit, dude. Since we've been talking, DraftKings from 6.5% to 12 per, or 11.5. Oh, my God. Dude, we are never mentioning a new stock on this podcast ever again. We're too powerful, Jeff. We have too much influence on the market. People listen to this. They make decisions. We need to start doing this after hours. Yeah. Oh, man. Daddy just oh. made $30, Sam. Oh, that's a happy daddy. That, that's going to buy me dinner tonight. Oh, man. I'm so glad <laughs> for you. Don't make me flex my uh, SE money. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. Now, now that I brought this to you, you're just going to fucking go all in. And <laughs> oh, you know I'm going to, Jeff. I take all of your ideas and make way more money on them than you. God. Because I am a degenerate. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the new STEM package. Right. So, I mean, historically... Again, didn't look too much into this. So Democrats passed something in the House suggesting like a huge, I don't know, X trillion number of dollars, um, X amount per month or something. Right. You know, I mean, there's a lot of speculation that this was the Democrats' way to say, this is what we think people deserve, but in reality is fairly uh, unobtainable. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think this was kind of their play. Or no, I mean, well, yeah, I guess I agree. Like, I think this was kind of their play to say, like, you know, these Republicans, they're not, they're not behind this, right? So, I don't know. I don't know how much we should get into the, into the politics of it. Anyways, but I think, uh, I think the ultimate thing that the House and Senate can kind of get behind is that, yeah, there does need to be more stimulus into the economy. I wonder now that the economy is starting to recover and seems to be showing some conviction that it is recovering, how, like, is this going to kind of disrupt the overall flow that's going to get passed with the bill? Um, is this going to slow down the need for expediency in this uh, subject matter? Um, who knows? Yeah. But I think, I think one thing that we've been hearing for a really fucking long time that 
has been hard to capitalize on is infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. Broadband, towers. I mean, we tried, I mean, we heard about it, right? And we tried and we went into steel and- Yes, that's how we got that lovely steel option sitting in my portfolio that you so wisely got out of months ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about holding on to your past. Yeah. I mean, my, right. my investment portfolio is like a backpack of bad ideas. I just <laughs> carry around with it everywhere I go. It's like a little kid. What are you carrying around in your backpack? And mine is just full of dead body ideas. You know, like this is one idea that didn't work out. Right. right. Steel is one of them. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, uh, it's it's so hard. I think you and I have demonstrated that it is so hard to predict what they're going to do, when they're going to pass it, what the public's reaction is going to be to like, what overall is the sentiment going to be around these sort of things? Like, I remember when we were first starting out, like they would, they passed the first two STEM bills and spy rocketed maybe five, 6% and then just came crashing down within minutes. Um, and then STEM three came out with the $1,200 checks and that like, that was the turning point. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I, so I couldn't agree more. And I think this, the difference is, I think this the way I've seen this uh, portrayed is more of a stimulus bill rather than kind of a stop the bleeding hemorrhaging mm-hmm. kind of effort, more focused on, you know, what can we do to grow the economy going forward? And I think infrastructure you know, is one of those few things that everybody agrees on. So that part of the bill, it's it's most likely going to get done. But like you said, predicting on what that is going to be and what that, because infrastructure, is that new roads? Is that mm-hmm. new green technologies? Is that a smart grid? Is that uh, broadband? I mean, it seems like broadband is the one thing that's agreed upon at this point. Right. I think we can safely say that. Um, but at the same time, markets seen that and known that for a while. I think we've looked at AT&T and some of those, you know, companies that might benefit from that. I mean, if other people have plays on how to take advantage of that, I'd be open to see them. But for the most part, markets known about that part is pretty well, I probably baked in at this point. Yeah. I mean, when we look at, when we look at a company like T-Mobile, I mean, admittedly they did have the merger with Sprint recently, but, I mean, T-Mobile is, let's see, TMUS is, I mean, near all-time highs already, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and T-Mobile, I mean, when we look at the analysis of T-Mobile versus like AT&T, like they, a lot of people have more conviction behind T-Mobile, surprisingly. And uh, I mean, the the stock shows it, the, the stock reflects that, like they're, they're ready on a tear. So I, I don't know. We might have, we may have missed it. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Sorry if you can hear any of the construction noises in the background, but they're apparently building the arc downstairs. Um, the, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's more exciting just from the fact of like, if you get a stimulus bill, it would be neat if you could get a big enough one that might move kind of a rising tide, you know, rises all boats and we might see the market move on that, which would be good news, especially on top of uh, the fact that we're starting to open up. People don't seem to be afraid. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to see revenue and the economy come back, uh, at least in the short term. You combine those two things, you might see a nice little run here. Um, but also just from a cool factor, like it would be awesome to see 5G pushed ahead you know, these are a lot of things that I think places like China and Singapore, the the infrastructure advances on the technology side have really pushed in, you know, the last five years. And I think, you know, longer than that even. And I feel like the U.S. has gotten kind of behind there. And maybe that's just too much personal opinion. But it would be, it's, it's neat to see that done. And it would be cool to see a, a, a bill like that push through. So yeah. something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I heard a rumor that that the personal stimulus money is not completely out the window. Oh, really? But, yeah, but what I've heard, and and this is just hearsay, I, I can't even remember what article I read, 
was that the government is a little bit disappointed in the amount of money that went back into the market. Yep. With these past stim checks. And so, uh, what was it? The, the number of Bitcoin accounts that were created at with $1,200. Uh, really? Yeah. It's insane. Uh, oh. our mutual friend was introduced me to one of the Bitcoin reps at, uh, that we may or may not get this guy on the podcast. He is, he, if we are two idiots, he is king idiot. And, uh, <laughs> and he is, he's a big Bitcoin fanatic. Uh, something we'd love to, you know, obviously try to incorporate here. Um, but he introduced me to a rep at one of the big, uh, you know, trading platforms. And the guy told me that they're, there's a record number of accounts. Like they've had trouble keeping the platform on at times. Um, record number of accounts, all of them coming in at around $1,200. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and DraftKings on a tear. Wonder why. $1,200 accounts. Yeah. But I guess, I guess what I was going to say was they're considering sending out debit cards instead of checks and that forces you to spend it as if it was cash and there's only there's a one-way street into the retail space or whatever's been suffering small businesses and stuff so i mean that's why i've heard of course who knows if that's true and i think i don't know, the other thing to consider is like the middleman with that would be i don't know visa Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. If you're, if you're going to try to play off that, I mean, that would be really interesting if they, they do it that way. Um, yeah. But I've also heard, you know, with the small business loans, some of that hasn't been used. A lot of the companies have been pushing back, which might suggest that companies are doing better than expected, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, that maybe this hasn't been, they've found workarounds. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's the case, but yeah. um Obviously, if a, another round of stimulus checks is announced, you know, we'll definitely see more of a tear there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do I do question why, what about those the small business loans hasn't been used up? Because like, I've heard so many times that it's been used up completely. I mean, the only, the only thing that, the only story I've heard where a small business said, oh, maybe we shouldn't take this money was with Ruth Hospitality. I, I can't remember if they own like a barbecue chain or what, um, but they're they're considered mid-sized to large company and they took a small business loan out and they got so much shit for it that they ended up giving it back to the government. Well, also um, Shake Shack gave theirs back. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and they started a trend of a number of companies giving theirs back as well. Oh, uh, interesting. So, you know, I think, I guess if, you know, with the loans, they're cheap loans but if you don't want to take on the debt and you don't have to maybe you're maybe you're not but have you heard that same thing that there's still a surplus of money sitting in that the treasury accounts for those small business loans no i I didn't hear that oh yeah i i I think there's still like a couple hundred billion dollars sitting in available loans that just hasn't gone out they're not i'm not sure that they know exactly why I, i mean maybe they've looked into it maybe it's for other reasons but you know, there's some suspicion that maybe that that's a positive sign for the economy that it, it wasn't, there wasn't as much of a demand for it as possible. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so uh, strategies for going forward. Um, I think, you know, one, the retail, you know, we, we kind of talked about, I think that's my big one right now besides SE. I think SE we're not a hundred percent sure on what's going to happen there, but um, continue to ride that wave, especially if you see the markets positive in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that was a great idea on the kind of rolling out to some longer dated options, um, taking some of the gains off and, and doing that um, just to kind of reduce the, the theta in the portfolio. Um, but retail wise, I think it's just buy and hold, wait and see. Uh, you know, I'm always tempted to get back into the leveraged ETF, re- <laughs> uh, retail, RETL. 
Um, but right now, a lot of the things that we've owned that we've identified has actually outperformed uh, retail. The problem is we haven't necessarily held it. Right. Um, but I think retail's up nine or ten percent today. Um, anything that uh, you you've got on your mind going forward? No, Making I uh, gains keeping keeping things the same. No, I, th I think it's it's going to be pretty much keeping things the same. I I like this. I like I like keeping it small. I like um, being able to keep my eyes on everything. Um, I mean, at the same time, it does make me less patient. It makes me more jittery. Um, it makes me miss out on gains, but I do think it, it does minimize the loss. And so I think that kind of goes to why I'm not earning as much as you. Well, and it, the insane leverage that I'm putting in the portfolio by buying these options. Right. So, I mean, in an upward moving market, you're going to outpace me no problem. Yeah. I mean, but, you sleep better than me most nights of the week. I guarantee that. <laughs> and there's value in that. There's absolute 100% value in that. Yeah. Uh, especially when the market's going down. I mean, I have said some prayers to Big Mama Market, keeping keep this keep this train rolling. Yeah. But uh, no, absolutely, I get that. Yeah. Um, and, um, I don't know. I think I think let's look into DraftKings a little bit more. I it's. I fucking hate that we're talking about it today instead of yeah yesterday. Just last week, last week there was a perfect buying opportunity. It just took a little pretty little dip, and then it just fucking skyrocketed today. But yeah, I'll, let's look into it. Let's look at their shit. Okay. All right, man. Sounds good. Take care, buddy, and uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. All right. See ya. All right. Bye.